0: Coming up on Locked On Now NBA, the Ball Brothers met in Chicago last night and the Jazz stayed hot against the Trailblazers. Locked On NBA hosts from all around the country are in to help recap it all for you on Locked On Now. The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are locked on now. What's up, everybody? You are listening to Locked On Now NBA, local experts with the biggest stories on the hardwood. I'm your host, Daniela Bruce, and thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen. Every weekday, our Locked On NBA hosts are here to help break down all of the action from Monday night. Two ball brothers met in Chicago last night, and Big Brother won for what I'm sure wasn't the first time in our biggest game. The biggest game. Alonzo Ball and the Chicago Bulls faced off against younger brother LaMelo and the Charlotte Hornets last night. And the experience proved to be more than enough to win as Chicago put a scoring clinic in a big win over the Charlotte Hornets. Locked on Bulls tells us how Chicago made it look easy.
1: What's
2: up, Bulls Nation? Matt Beck here from Locked on Bulls with your post game takeaway. The Bulls beat the Hornets at home. 133 119 was the final. That is the Bulls' season high point total. And it puts the Bulls at nine and seven in a very challenging schedule for the month of November. The Bulls 14 and eight on the season. Now, despite all the hype being about LaMelo versus Lonzo, the ball brothers going at it. And there were some fun one on one moments between the two Lonzo D'ing up his younger brother. Tonight, the biggest story was the breakout performance from the Bulls' big man, Nikola Vucevic. He had been struggling to start this season, not only struggling to knock down his outside shots, but maybe had the yips, was struggling to even score around the basket, and then after that, had to miss a stretch of games in health and safety protocols because of a positive COVID-19 diagnosis. He shows out big in this one. His first 30-point game of the season was, Vooch finishes with 30 points on 12 of 19, six of six from downtown, where he had really been struggling with his shot this season, chipping in 14 boards, five assists and a couple of blocks. The Bulls offense as a whole was really flowing throughout the night. One short stretch in the early fourth quarter when they let the Hornets back into it because the Hornets showed them that zone defense that's been giving the Bulls some some troubles this season. But the Bulls responded with amping up their defense and passing and moving off the ball to get their offense back on track. But Vooch is the MVP tonight. This is the guy the Bulls traded for, gave up Wendell Carter Jr. and picks for at the deadline last season. If this version of Vooch stays around for a while, Plus, you got Zach and DeMar doing their thing. Watch out. That's it. The Bulls now mercifully have two days off in a row before they head out to New York to face the Knicks on Thursday. For a full breakdown of this win over the Hornets, check out tomorrow's episode of Locked On Bulls with me and my guy Big Dave, wherever you get your podcasts. Locked On Bulls, your team, every day.
0: The Hornets couldn't keep up with the Bulls and lost for the second straight time. And Lockdown Hornets says the Charlotte defense is what kept it from staying in the game down the stretch.
1: Doug Branson here from the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Not a fun night for Charlotte Hornets fans as they watch their team lose 133-119 to to the Chicago Bulls in Chicago. Second straight loss for the Hornets. Now the story coming into this game was, of course, Ball versus Ball, Lamello versus his brother, Lonzo, but like a lot of LaMelo ball marquee matchups this season, this one failed to live up to the height uh, due in part to the fact that the brothers were playing intense one-on-one basketball versus one another, ended up fouling each other three times a piece in the first half, and they would miss some significant time on the bench uh, as a result. Now the story of this one was the Hornets defense reverting back to some of their October woes, not being able to stop Nick Vucevic inside or outside or DeMar DeRozan from mid-range. The Bulls beating the Hornets in transition and uh, scoring uh, a ton of points as a result. The Hornets down 23 at one point in the third quarter. This one looked like a laugher, but they did make things interesting in the fourth quarter, opening up on a 14-4 run, thanks in part to Gordon Hayward in transition. He finished the game with 22 points. Uh, Terry Rozier adding 31 to pace the Hornets. Scary Terry in full effect in this one, but it wasn't enough. Uh, after pulling within four at one point in the fourth quarter, the Bulls call a timeout. They come out of that timeout, 9 0 run, and it was all but over for the Charlotte Hornets, who have now lost two in a row. Next up, the Milwaukee Bucks. Doesn't get any easier for the boys in purple and teal. For more on the Charlotte Hornets, make sure you're checking out Locked On Hornets with myself and Walker Mayo.
0: The Orlando Magic lost again last night and lost one of their biggest assets for a while with an injury as well. Locked on Magic has an update after Jalen Suggs left last night's contest.
3: Well, the injury bug has struck again. The Orlando Magic played a really strong, energetic game. They had a chance to win, but the story is unfortunately another major injury for the Orlando Magic. Well, not major in the way that the other major injuries are major, but major in the fact that Orlando is going to be without a key player. Uh, for several weeks now. Uh, late in the fourth quarter of the Orlando Magic's 101-96 to loss to the Philadelphia 76ers, Jalen Suggs got hit across the hand and fractured and his right thumb. Uh, he left the game with about four minutes to play. Uh, the diagnosis came shortly after the game ended and he will miss a, an extended period of time, likely at least a month of action. Um, this obviously terrible news for a young team that is just simply about getting players like Jalen Suggs experience. Um, it hurts. It hurts a lot, especially because Jalen Suggs really looked like he was starting to turn the corner and starting to make more positive plays and less of the kind of negative ones that you'd expect from rookies. Also took away from a really nice game from the Orlando Magic. Yes, they're on a seven-game losing streak now, but uh, the Magic played with a lot of energy. They erased a 16-point deficit in the first half from the first half. made um, it a game in the second half, had every chance to win late, uh, just unable to execute as they don't have any healthy point guards on the roster right now. Franz Wagner with another incredible game. The rookie continues to shine and flourish. Orlando's getting some really good production from players they really care about. Their bench continues to hold them back. But unfortunately, the story of the game is another major blow to the Orlando Magic's young group and just more waiting for guys to get healthy. We'll have more on this on Locked On Magic coming up in a little bit. We'll see you then. The Portland Trail Blazers have been a mystery this season. Portland
0: was at 500 going into last night's game in Utah and had only won once on the road all season. And it didn't get a second win on Monday as Utah pulled away in the fourth quarter for an easy win. Locked on Blazers can't figure out why this team is so bad when playing away from Portland.
1: The Portland Trailblazers remain a very bad road basketball team, this after a 129-107 loss in Salt Lake City to complete a winless three-game road trip and fall to one and. 10 on the road. This is who they are. They just stink when they leave Portland, and they stunk tonight against Utah. Anthony Simons was a bright spot. Yusuf Nurkic was a bright spot, but the Stars didn't play well. Damian Lord had his one of his worst games of the season, and it's, in a year that he's struggling, it was an awful Dame night, and the Blazers just, they aren't good on offense on the road. They're bad on defense everywhere, and they're particularly bad when they're away from home, and this was just another night where they looked out of sorts and got outclassed by a way better basketball team. Not much more than that, but you can still listen to Lockdown Blazers because we'll break it down as best we can. While
0: Portland continues to fall apart on the road, Utah was clicking on all cylinders on Monday. Utah scored 76 points in the second half, and Lockdown Jazz called it the most complete performance of the season.
4: The Utah Jazz put out their most complete performance of the season and show signs of last year's dominating team in a blowout win over the Portland Trail Blazers. David Locke of Locked on Jazz. Donovan Mitchell went wherever he wanted to go on his way to 30 points. The Jazz swung the ball and it popped around and they buried threes against a team that allows the most corner threes in the league. The team that takes the most lived in the corners and made the Blazers pay. And on the other end, Rudy Gobert was completely dominating in this basketball game tonight. C.J. McCollum goes 2 of 8 inside 10 feet. Damian Lillard goes 1 of 5 inside 10 feet. And Rudy Gobert has 21 points, 16 rebounds, three assists, a steal, a block, and is plus 29. A dominating performance by Utah. They blow out the Blazers 129-107. For more, visit Locked On Jazz.
0: Coming up next on Locked On Now, the Timberwolves barely get a win over the Pacers, and the Cavaliers dominated the Mavericks in Dallas on Monday. You're listening to Locked On Now. We'll be right back. If you haven't tried a Built Bar yet, head over to built.com and use our promo code Locked Twenty for twenty percent off today. A brand new Built Bar flavor has just landed for you to try as well: caramel almond delight, and it delivers just as promised: caramelized chocolate almonds, and of course. It's delightful. Be sure you get yours before they're gone. And maybe you're craving white chocolate for a limited time. You can get a special new built Bar Puffs flavor, white chocolate cheesecake. Tis the season to... Welcome back to Lockdown Now NBA. I'm your host, yellow Bruce. And Jared Allen went off for 28 points and added 14 rebounds. He did more than enough to help the Cavs beat down on the Mavs in last night's best performance. The best performance.
3: Hold up! Hold, up. Hold
0: up. The Cleveland Cavaliers took care of the Dallas Mavericks on Monday night. Dallas's Luka Doncic played well, but our Locked On Cavs host explains how Cleveland was just the better team.
1: Hey, Chris Manning here from the Locked On Cavs podcast. After the Cavs just won one fourteen to ninety six over the Dallas Mavericks in Dallas, the Cavs were five point underdogs in this one, but came out. And absolutely dominated. They picked a lot on Chris Asporzingis with Jared Allen going 12 of 17 from the field. And they were just were flat out the better team. They were It was a pretty overall consistent team effort with the starters really pulling most of the weight here. But they kind of dominated Dallas. Didn't really have much of an issue absorbing a 7-11 shooting night from three from Luka Doncic. The Cavs are better. Jared Allen kind of dominated inside and the Cavs are above 500 again heading into a tough stretch of games including games against the Heat, the Wizards and the Utah Jazz. For more on the Cavs and this win, check out the Lockdown Cavs podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Let's go around the league. The Minnesota Timberwolves have quietly put together a winning streak over the past couple of weeks, and that continued with a one-possession victory over the Pacers on Monday. Minnesota won it without Carl Anthony Towns at the end, and Lockdown Wolves tells you how this nail-biter played out.
5: Ben Beacon with Lockdown Wolves here. The Minnesota Timberwolves have won seven out of eight games after beating the Indiana Pacers on Monday night by a score of 198. They overcame a a damanis Sabonis triple-double, and a double-digit deficit, and Carl Anthony Towns falling out with just over a minute to play in the game. To ultimately win this one by a possession, D'Angelo Russell was great. Anthony Edwards was fantastic in the fourth quarter. Cat was great until he fouled out, and Nas Reed was big after Towns fouled out. Had a really good game off the bench. Minnesota's defense did enough despite not having Jared Vanderbilt, Jaden McDaniels, or Patrick Beverly in this one. Three of the Timberwolves' best four defenders. Uh, we're missing the game, and yet they did a good enough job on basically everybody not named Demonis Sabonis. Even Malcolm Brogdon had 25 points in the game, but Josh Akogi did a really good job, had a clutch block late in the game, and was one of the better players on the floor in this one after not having played much at all over the past few games. Akogi joined the starting lineup in the absence of some of the other uh, top flight defenders that were out and had a fantastic game. We're going to talk all about it on the postgame podcast tonight. Make sure you subscribe to Locked Wolves for all things Timberwolves.
0: The close loss by Indiana is far too familiar for Pacers fans this season. Locked on Pacers explains just how rough it's been and how Indiana can get over that hump and start closing out wins.
6: Stop me if you've heard this one before, but the Pacers lose another close game this season. It's their seventh loss of the season within five points of the other team they fall to minnesota 100 to 98 in minnesota they fall to a somber and sad nine and 14 they've had a very tough schedule but they certainly should be better than that given the number of close games they had they just cannot close out these close ones they've only had one game within five that they won in sacramento this one was another one where they just could not find the buckets and stops at the end to get a win in minnesota closed them out carl anthony towns 32 points he was excellent and yet DeMonte Savonis was the best player for either team, plus 17 in 36 minutes. He had 16 points, 25 rebounds, and 10 assists. He was unbelievable. Malcolm Brogdon had 25 points, and yet none of that was enough. The Pacers just could not get enough stops. Their offense went very stagnant in the third quarter, and they gave away a game. They should have won. Uh, they were up 12 in the third. They should have won this one. They continue to lose these close ones. It's absolutely killing them. it will break it all down and more on the Locked On Pacers podcast.
0: The New Orleans Pelicans had won just five games going into Monday's game against the Los Angeles Clippers. But one of those wins came against L.A. just last week. New Orleans picked up another win against the Clippers last night. And Locked On Pelicans explains how New Orleans has had the Clippers number through the first two meetings.
4: Was that Jonas Valanciunas out there or Steph Curry? I'm Jake Madison, host of Locked On Pelicans and Locked On NBA. The Pels get their best win of the season, 123-104 over the Los Angeles Clippers and Jonas freaking Valanciunas. I'm going to have whatever that dude is having, a career 39 points, 15 rebounds. Oh, and he went seven of eight from three. No lie, seven of eight from deep. He's a center doing that. He's a shooting above 50% for the year. Brandon Ingram chipped in a cool 27 points and got the Pels a couple of buckets when they needed it. And yeah, seven of eight. It hasn't been a pretty season, but the Pelicans have won three of their last four and with Zion's return around the corner, could the Pelicans be marching towards the playoffs? I'll be covering it every day over at Locked On Pelicans.
0: The Clippers lost to the Pelicans for the second straight time and lost for the second straight day after falling on Sunday afternoon as well. Locked on Clippers tells you how L.A. let a lowly New Orleans team beat them again. What's going on,
2: Clips fans? Chuck Blockler here, one-half of the host of new over at Locked on Clippers, coming at you after a wonky and disappointing loss to the New Orleans Pelicans. Jonas Valanciunas went 7-for-7 seven seven from 3 in the first half, which made absolutely no sense. But what has had made sense has been the Clippers' poor ball security and just overall stuttering offense. It's been difficult to get stops. It was tough in this one. If PG isn't scoring 35, things are usually pretty tough. This one was tough, despite him almost scoring 35. So not a whole lot went well in this one. It's on to the Kings, who are no doubt going to try and spoil the Clippers' night at Staples.
0: And that's a wrap for us today. Thank you all for making Lockdown Now your first listen every day. For more on the association and your favorite team, make your second listens Lockdown NBA and your team's local Lockdown Podcast. I'm Daniela Bruce, and this has been Lockdown Now.